0: Italian wine podcast. Chin, chin with Italian wine people.
1: Hello, this is the Italian wine podcast. My name is Monty Warden. My guest today is Axel Heinz from the Ornalea Winery in Bulgaria and Tuscany. Did you bring a bottle of wine in with you today? I have a bottle of wine
0: with me. I choose to take one bottle of onelaya.
1: Um,
0: maybe a vintage that is not quite unsignificant of climate change because it's 2012. I must say, I picked it first of all, because um, I like this vintage in this moment because it somehow feels uh, like rediscovering a little bit of an underdog. Um, it's true that, In reality, in the early 2010s, we had a strain of really very good vintages, but the one that got the most attention was 2010. Um, Although, you know, 2010, 11, 12, and 13 were really four um, very good to exceptional vintages in a row, which have been slightly overlooked because of the fame of the 2010. So after a while in the bottle, it's always nice to revisit these uh, vintages that have been a little bit under evaluated and see how they how they look it's a vintage we per- personally like quite a lot quite funnily enough it's also a, a quite dry and relatively warm vintage so it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to take a look at i think
1: so um the company's now owned by frescobaldi yes when when lamberto frescobaldi comes to visit what's his first question when he sees you always
0: <laughs> well, I'm not sure. There's one single question. There's always uh, how are the vineyards doing? How are we faring? Then there comes harvest. Uh, during harvest time, it would be how much grapes have we brought in today? Are we harvesting? Are we harvesting today? There's several. There are several areas. The common, the common um, thing though is to consider, and that's something that most uh, central Tuscan winemakers would tend to do is to somehow um consider that life in coastal Tuscany is very easy because uh uh you know it's supposedly milder climate we're close to the sea anyway so it seems that everything is uh is easy in in, in coastal Tuscany which is probably true to certain extent it's true that making wine up in higher at higher elevation with the uh, Sangiovese can be a little bit more challenging so a general question would be now is life still as good as it uh used to be in Borgri because it somehow fierce to everybody from central Tuscany as if winemakers in coastal Tuscany were always on a constant holiday.
1: Yeah, no, those so in talking of holidays, what's your what's your favorite job in uh, if you're in the in, in the winery or vineyards? And what's your least favorite job in the winery or vineyards?
0: You know, I've, um there's hard. I won't tell Lamberto that, 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 that you've really... answered
1: this, by the way. I'll keep um, it quiet, Lamberto, okay. I won't tell
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> It's you know, if you're born as a winemaker, there too. they too uh, having having. Yes, obviously the function of overseeing uh, vineyards and 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 winemaking. Um, that is the more technical side. But then there's also a more management side, which is not always the most exciting one. You have to you have to deal with a lot of paperwork. That's probably an unpleasant uh, unpleasant side of it. There's nothing really uh, unpleasant about being in the vineyards, being in the winery. There are moments that, you know, um, quite schizophrenically um, you describe as being what makes the whole job exciting. You know, being in the uncertainty of a harvest coming up and climatical conditions which you cannot control and which you cannot always uh, foresee as well. So that's certainly what makes your job uh, less boring than many others. But at the same time, when you're just about to live such moments, then you you you, you tend to instantly hate uh, what you're doing. You know, when you have a a, a big weather storm, a hailstorm coming up just right before harvest, or any sort of you know dramatic, uh, unpredicted. Uh, climatical event event is obviously something that when it's happening, you're hating it. But um, on the other side, in principle, that's also what makes a job exciting. The fact of not knowing it's going to happen uh, the next day.
1: So what's your favorite dish with a a bottle of onalaya?
0: Uh, You know, I still have, uh, uh, quite funnily, uh, uh, a recollection of one of my first Onelaya dinners I did in London. I believe it was in an Italian restaurant. Quite funnily, the main course was a very French dish because it was a Tourne d'Or which was a sort of very old-fashioned, quite rich uh, dish. But it it still is something I remember because I thought it paired really uh, enormously well with Onelaya because it's a dish that... Has at the same time refined flavors, but at the same time, it's got that sort of richness which is able to cope with a wine like Onelaya that is, you know, born under the, uh, a southern, a sunny climate, and therefore has a degree of richness and fullness to it, which needs des- definitely and which can cope with quite rich food.
1: And when do you think an Onelaya an Orn- an Orn- an Orn- reaches its peak? I know it depends on vintages, but roughly. After five years, I would say
0: roughly it takes about eight to fifteen years in a good vintage, and uh, beyond. It's it's really eight eight to fifteen years would be a sort of window encompassing all sorts of vintages. Some uh, can ripen a little bit earlier and can be approachable uh, relatively soon, but in a in a really classic year, it will take at least ten to fifteen years, and sometimes even slightly more for the wine to fully express itself.
1: Just show us the bottle so we can see it's got a very nice label what what do we see on the label if you hold it up well to you heavy. see
0: it's i'm i'm afraid it's a quite it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's a very you know it's, it's 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 written a little bit in sepia so it may not show very well on the screen it just simply says Ornelaya, the vintage 2012 and then it's appellation which is bolgari superiore
1: and what was an Ornelaya? what is an ornelia where does Orn come from
0: um, it comes from a site name, which uh, the estate originates from. Um, it's uh, very strongly believed that the suffix aya, which you find in many Tuscan wines, has been a sort of marketing an- invention. But actually, uh, aya is a suffix that means field of something. Um, in the case of Ornillae, it would be a field of Ornielli. Uh The Orniello is the Italian name for the ash tree. Uh, so, nornilai would have been an ash tree grow somewhere on an estate. And uh, the saying says that 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 most of the farms in Tuscany would have such grows of ash trees because the wood was at the same time very resistant, very flexible. And uh, farm tools used to be made out of this uh, out of this wood, so there were, always would be ash trees on the farm because um, the wood was needed.
1: And you're you're certified organic as well, aren't you?
0: We are not. We're going towards the direction of uh, organic. I think these days, probably sustainable and integrated farming would be closer to describe what we're doing. We have been farming, though, about one third of our surface organically since 2011. So we have accumulated quite some experience, but not crossing the step to being fully uh, certified.
1: Okay. All right. I know that... um... Fresco Valdi's uh, vineyards in Brunello, they're all very large vineyard. they're, they're organic and also in Chianti Classico. Sure. So I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll get there. It's better to go gradually than uh, to do everything in one go and a lot less stressful for you. So I just want to say thanks to you for coming in today. Thanks, thanks to you and uh, goodbye. Yeah, sorry. About that. yeah. Thanks very, thanks very much for your time. Um, hope I can see you in the, on the coast. Okay, great. to seeing you. Thank you very much.
0: Listen to all of our pods on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Himalaya FM and on ItalianWinePodcast.com. Don't forget to send your tweets to at